Angie Coombs, The Waterfall Journey. The Waterfall Journey Workbook Study 12 Forgiveness Whilst we have been working on our spider diagram in order to understand more completely our own story, we may well have uncovered unforgiveness in our lives. Forgiveness, both the capacity to be forgiven and the ability to forgive, are outcomes of the cross we need to embrace every day of our lives. Therefore, the sixth tool to assist in our transformation is to understand the process of forgiveness. We all need forgiveness. We were born to live free from the burden of sin and unforgiveness, which squashed the divine shape we were born to fill, and but for the sacrifice of Jesus would block us from the presence of the Father. His blood is available to us that we might be washed and be clean and stand clothed in his righteousness before the Father. The blood of Jesus sets us free as we seek to forgive and to be forgiven. When anyone harms us, a giant hook is inserted into the flesh of our shoulders with a chain that links us back to the perpetrator. If we forgive the person, the hook comes out and the link is broken and we are free. However, in our unforgiveness, many of us are bent double, dragging a crowd of people behind us. The effect of unforgiveness is toxic as we carry it around in our lives. It ferments within us and anger at our treatment can turn into bitterness. The resentment can fuel a desire for revenge or just can snag us up so that we stay in victim mode. It can have physical repercussions on our health and can retard the work of the Holy Spirit within us. People change physically when they forgive. Weight comes off their shoulders. The poison of bitterness is released. Let's do an exercise. What did Jesus say in the Gospels about forgiveness? Why was Jesus so uncompromising in his attitude to forgiveness? Journal your thoughts. Now, as you look at your spider diagram and the work you have done on your issue, you may be aware of people you need to forgive and things for which you too need to be forgiven. There may also be things for which you must forgive yourself. Make a list of all those you need to forgive and take it with you as we go into the next part where we look at the process of the how do I do that of forgiving others. There are seven steps. It starts with acknowledging that we are all sinners. We all start in the same place, saved by grace, and we all need forgiveness because we have picked up sinful thinking, 
choices and behaviours as we've lived in the fallen world. No one is immune. Therefore, as we look on those who have harmed us, it is really helpful to remember the words of Jesus in Luke 6, verses 37 to 38. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Frankly, we might feel nothing like complying at this stage, but no matter, just acknowledging that we are sinners is the start. Step two, we need to decide to forgive. If we wait to feel alright about forgiving, we may never do it. Forgiveness is a decision. Once the step has been taken, it allows God to work in us. It is a process in which our feelings may take some time to work through. Even if you are forgiving through gritted teeth, but in obedience to the command of Jesus, release will come to you as you are taking the hook out of your flesh. Step three is to acknowledge your feelings. As we've seen when dealing with pain, the healthy way to deal with your feelings is to own them, feel them, express them, and then to deal with the issue. Buried feelings will always cause problems, often years later. There may be some really big feelings which rattle around for some time, even after you've decided to forgive. These are not a qualitative expression of how well you forgave. Feelings take time to dissipate. Step 4. Evaluate the hurt and its consequences. Sometimes we minimise the consequences of another's actions upon us. But we need to be realistic and assess the damage and the consequences to our lives that another's actions have caused. Acknowledging how bad it was for us may mean looking again at long-held views. It is helpful to acknowledge that we are all damaged in some way, so to see the events that harmed you in the context of the life of the perpetrator, where they are now, and the road they have travelled. This can be helpful, but this does not lessen or excuse what they may have done to you. Their difficult childhood may be a reason for their actions, but it does not mean your wounding should be discounted. Evaluation is taking a good look at the wound, the way a doctor would, exploring an old injury, understanding all the consequences before applying the treatment. Problems happen in relationships and we play our part too, so we need to be alive to our responsibility for the issue. However, big people do things to little people, not the other way around. Power resides with the big person. 
Sometimes the child within us does not recognize that we were powerless. Step 5. Be willing to confront the other party. In any relationship there are ups and downs and misunderstandings. In being authentic one with another and to maintain healthy relations within the family, church, school, work and society at large, dealing with these relationship issues is important. Forgiveness is the oil that flowing freely will allow us to share weaknesses and strengthen bonds. Loving each other where we are is powerful kingdom living. Jesus modelled openness, self-awareness and transparency in relationships. Such vulnerability can transform churches for it allows us to come out from behind our masks and to start being real with one another. However, what about confronting someone who has altered the course of our life by their abuse? The principles may be the same, but the repercussions will be much more complex as consequences roll down the years. It is a risky business to confront because you cannot predict the reactions of the other party when they are challenged. What if they do not accept anything happened? It requires much preparation and wisdom to know whether confrontation is right. When we live in the waterfall, we can know that if we are to tackle someone from our past, God will make it clear. Otherwise, leave that person to Jesus. Step 6. Be willing to be reconciled. Reconciliation is restoring the relationship to fully accept again the other person. It leads to powerful testimony when people are willing to understand their differences, forgive and let go of their hurt, accept each other and move forward together. There have been extraordinary examples of this in the peace process in Northern Ireland and the Reconciliation Commission in South Africa after apartheid. When we experience trouble misunderstandings or mistakes in our relationships and go through the stages of this process, we find those relationships become stronger as though forged in fire. We know each other more, know we can deal with problems. We can be vulnerable and in trust have the freedom to be ourselves. Reconciliation requires wisdom and it's not always possible. It takes two to restore a relationship and the other party may not be willing to do so. You are only responsible for your own actions and someone else's inability to travel this road does not limit the freedom that is yours having forgiven them. Our God is the God of families. They are precious to him. The family is a divine structure and where God places us is no coincidence. Our experience has been that when an individual makes the decision to walk in the waterfall, they begin to see change in their wider family, often leading to healing and reconciliation.
This is the heart of God to see reconciliation in fractured families. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the gospel of peace and reconciliation through forgiveness. Step seven is to be free. To be free, we must avail ourselves of the gift that Jesus gave us, seeking forgiveness and reaching out to others in forgiveness. It is not always easy and demands effort, and often people worry whether they have really forgiven, because memories and difficult feelings still pop up. If you've taken the decision to forgive, the deal is done and will not be revoked but we still may need to deal with the residual effects within us. However, what if the person keeps sinning against us or we learn more of the effect it has had on us? Well, Jesus forgave even whilst he was being sinned against on the cross. So difficult though it may be, Jesus is our model. We may need to forgive additional hurts later but what has already been forgiven is done. We may need to forgive ourselves. This can be hard, for it means coming out of the victim mode and standing on what God is saying. It is common to hear people say, I cannot forgive myself. The subtext to that is, I'm too bad to be forgiven by the death of Jesus. Or put another way, the sacrifice of Jesus was not big enough for my sin. There is a lot of false pride in that, and it leaves Jesus pinned to the cross. There is nothing that cannot be covered by the blood of Jesus. We are called to live in the freedom that the cross gives to please our Heavenly Father. He cared so much that he sent the best thing he had to save us. It cost God for us to be free. So let's conclude this podcast by giving ourselves a forgiveness spring clean. Firstly, have you ever had a clear out for giving all the people who may have caused you harm in your life? Reflect on your timeline and make a list of those who have hurt you in any way. Then pray and before God forgive each one, speaking out their name as you do so. Experience the relief. From now on resolve to keep short accounts and forgive daily. In addition, look at those that you have identified from the spider diagram and go through the above process for giving them. Step two of this, who have you harmed? Do you need forgiveness for past deeds and behaviours that have damaged others? Go through the same process, asking God for, for forgiveness. And thirdly, do you need to forgive yourself? Clear your own account. The death of Jesus has set us free. Accept his gift. Remember, for life-influencing events, only confront others under the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Freedom from the burden of sin allows us to walk tall and be the people that God created us to be. It is this gift bought by the blood of Jesus 
that allows us back into the presence of the Father to live as Jesus lived when he walked this earth and to fulfill our destiny for him.